Michigan just beat Purdue 41 to 13. Ryan Walters doubles down on his statements from before that happened earlier in the week. I mean, I guess he didn't get blown out quite the, as bad as most of the Big Ten teams, so that's fine. And get ready to buckle up, Michigan fans, because it's about to get real. We're going to talk about it on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Sunday. We are back and doing it. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire. Through USA Today Sports Media Group, I am extremely tired. It is 1.49 a.m. It would be 2.49 a.m., but daylight savings and all, so we have a little bit of extra time. I felt like it's, because normally we would do this like Sunday night. I know there are a lot of you who are clamoring for the... Uh, for, for the show as of late, some have said we need to a day. And for anyone who's uh, been following along with that, <laughs> this show for any length of time would tell you that's impossible, right? But uh, I, I did want to jump on here, talk less about Michigan Purdue, not to say that we're not going to talk about it. We are going to talk about it, but more so just to tell you to buckle up. I felt like it was important for me to get that message out now. Buckle up, because things are about to get really real for Michigan football, for Jim Harbaugh, and everything that is the uh, has been going on here. Right? Obviously, we we all kind of believe that something's coming down the pike earlier, uh, in the week, right? I've and I've long told you I don't know, I know what has happened. I don't know what will happen. I I, I believe that we're going to all learn together in pretty short succession uh, what Michigan's response to all of this will be. Now, you do have a Santa Ono uh, letter that has been circulating, uh, thanks to Chris Ballas, the Wolverine, uh, from what he sent to Tony Petiti. And it was kind of of the lines of, you don't have the power to do what you want to do here, okay? Obviously, he can be bestowed the power by the other Big Ten presidents, and things could suddenly take a very bad turn for Michigan. I am here to tell you Michigan will not take this lying down. In fact, I expect some preemptive strikes. Uh, I do not know what these are as of yet. Maybe we will have a second Sunday episode, believe it or not, if, uh, if we start to kind of see some of these things starting to happen. But I'm here to tell you, just buckle up, because it is going to get real in from the sounds of it, it's going to make a lot of you really, really happy. So it will certainly make, and this is where we pivot, because that's all I have at the moment, okay? Uh, it, it, and, and literally all I have. I don't have anything else other than it buckle up. It's, it's going to get real. That's all I've got, right? I, I, I'm not hiding anything. It's not like I was told something and I'm telling you, like, okay, I, I, this is what I was literally told, was that it stuff is about to... Get real. But uh, someone who certainly doesn't seem to believe that would be Ryan Walters, who after losing 41 to 13, uh, took it upon himself. Well, you know, he was asked about it. Didn't really say a heck of a lot about Michigan football in his uh, in his postgame. Right. 
Uh, but he was asked, like, hey, you you went on your radio show on Thursday and you had some stuff to say about Michigan that wasn't exactly super friendly. And his uh, response to that was just calling a spade a spade, really, in terms of advantages or disadvantages, just stating what happened. Uh, and then asked, uh, you know, if he'd do it, you know, if he thought it was going to blow up the way it did. And he said, I didn't think so. Again, I usually tell the truth. It's not like a big deal. You know what I mean? But yeah, I would say that I was made uh, breakfast Friday morning, got a cup of coffee. Uh, and turned on Sports Center, and I was on the ticker, and I was like, oh, okay. Or that was like an oh, okay moment. But again, I'm not shy about speaking truth, and if I could do it over again, I'd say the same thing. Even though, yet again, you know, Michigan proved it didn't need its science dealer, it didn't need all of that to beat him. Now, certainly Michigan did not have the sharpest game. Like, a bad game for Michigan against a bad, uh, you know, it was a bad game. I would say it's a bad game by Michigan standards of what has been, kind of accomplished over the last however long. I, I kind of, even even though I predicted Michigan to win 55 to 9, I kind of expected it to, like, look look dull for a while and then kind of, like, suddenly look, okay, now we're going to look the way we did. Instead, it kind of looked, in a way, kind of like it did in the Bowling Green game, but still won 41 to 13. Um, looked really sharp to kind of start on both sides of the ball and then just kind of went through, like, a two-quarter lull and then kind of got out of it and ended up blowing it, uh, blowing Purdue out. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, if that's bad Michigan, I mean, that's pretty good. Okay. It's not like a consistent thing. You look at Ohio state, it's been consistently just kind of, just kind of doing the bare minimum. Right. And what, what, you know, what would you say to someone who's, you know, doing the bare minimum? Okay. The office space reference. I did poor job of it it's like forgive me it's like 3 a.m body clock it's bedtime for me (laughs) so um not the greatest uh showing as far as uh anything was concerned but still jj mccarthy was he played the whole game for the first time was very close to breaking his own single game passing record no touchdowns but you had the uh the three blake Corum touchdowns and you had the fourth touchdown by uh by Donovan Edwards and he had the Samaj Morgan touchdown. And I mean, it, it, it really, things kind of stalled with those field goals and everything. But I mean, the defense played wonderful offense played mostly pretty good. There were a lot of drops, uh, bad Cornelius Johnson resurfaced. And yet again, Michigan still won extremely handily, like an, and a normal, on a normal day, right? Like if you went back to like 2016 or 2018 and you said, okay, you know, even 2021, if you were like Michigan is playing two and six Purdue, uh, what 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 would be the range of unacceptability here? And if you had said 41 13, it you know was the score, people would probably be like, okay, that's great, that's fine, right? I mean, kind of felt like the Rutgers game in a lot of ways in 2021. Yet they only won that Rutgers game 20 to 14, but it felt a lot that like I said that to someone on the sidelines. I was like, that, that felt very similar. So it's kind of funny how that works. Um, so, uh, anyway, I have yet to kind of digest the game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the reason I call myself the man on the ground here, uh, is because I take pictures, uh, during the games. Now, uh, I have to thank Patrick Barron, my known enemy and, uh, nemesis from MGO blog, because my primary lens decided it didn't work and he was very generous and let me use his long lens when he wasn't using it. So, uh, 
big thanks to him on that. But yes, I have not quite digested the game because I'm staring through today. I was staring through a 600 millimeter lens, which I've never done before. So it was a different experience. Have no idea what was going on compared to my 120 to 300. So that's that. Uh, all right, we're going to move on here and we're going to continue to kind of get back into the what what has happened. Some of it, uh, the what will happen. I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of just see where we go with it. Uh, I think we've kind of covered everything in one way or another. I know a lot of you don't think that will think so, but we really have. Uh, but before we do that, passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, uh, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. You know, I'm going to stick with Purdue. I know, I know that that's, uh, I said we were going to go back to the other stuff, but I, I'm kind of not there yet, I guess. Not really in the right headspace. It's kind of a weird night, not just because it was a weird game. Um, I'll tell you, I was very excited when I just kind of heard the excitement kind of coming from some 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 people that would be in you know involved in all of this. So I'm I'm like ready. I'm I'm ready to go right. But then I kind of got a, a little bit of um, I, I got a little bit of a wake up call, literally driving home. As a car was passing me, I'm, I'm talking on the phone and uh, I, I'm like, what are these headlights that I'm seeing? That's not, that they don't look like they're in the right space. And there's a car that's coming literally directly at me at a very, very fast speed on US 23, uh, about a mile uh, south of Heartland. So that was, I called 911 and they were like, yeah, we know about it. You know, it's, we're, we're working on it. And I had seen some cops like get on the expressway, but going the wrong way and and whatever but then they turned around and went back the other way so just a wild scenario that'll wake you up a little bit um obviously very safe but there were a lot of cars pulled over and i saw one that was completely pulverized so i have no idea if it was from that or was something else i don't know um just wild absolutely wild uh, obviously a lot of concern with the run game michigan did not have a very good day blake Horam did not have a very good day uh, Donovan Edwards continued to not have a very good day. Kalel Mullings uh, fumbled the ball. No, wait, I got to look that up. I felt like that was something that, that happened, but maybe I'm making that up. There was certainly uh, some turnovers and stuff like that. Obviously, the punt did not go great. That's not, um, and obviously that's why they went to Jake Thaw after that, right? After the, I mean, even though it wasn't like a bobbled punt, it was the punt kind of team scenario. I mean, that's just not what you want. You know, so um, let's see. What 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 do I remember correctly, and what did I mess up here? My box score does not really have the info that I'm looking for at right here where I'm looking at. Anyhow, um, not ideal. They changed the box score from what it was. Okay, so not fumble. It wasn't a fumble, but there was. 
Oh, I'm thinking of the Purdue fumble. Sorry. It is, again, like I said, it is normally like 3 o'clock in the morning, body clock time here. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the run game, not great. Not good overall, right? I mean, the Samaj Morgan is kind of the bulk of it. They had 110 total yards uh, overall. Uh, obviously, the the J.J. McCarthy sacks uh, brought that back 31 yards. Um, average of 3.2 yards per carry, not good. Uh, the best running backs in yards per carry were Samaj Morgan and Cornelius Johnson to wide receivers. So that's not exactly an ideal scenario for... Or a run game, but I also want you to note that J.J. McCarthy, no designed runs. I think that's an interesting thing, right, that going into this game, they did not run J.J. McCarthy at all. Uh, certainly against uh, Penn State, they will, I would imagine, unless there's just something different. So I, I, I would expect a very much different-looking offense. This is a forewarning. A very much different-looking offense against Penn State based off of some information that I had gotten a long time ago. So just be aware. Just be aware. It, it, it might be a little bit more. It just might be different. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and, and honestly, that that's what I believe. But at the same time, they might have looked at Penn State in the last month and said, I mean, the Penn State was really good against Maryland, 51 to 15. They might sit there and say, you know what? For the most part, it doesn't really look like we need to do something that's like kind of crazy different. But just be aware. And we'll we'll talk about that uh, you know, for better or worse, uh, next week on Sunday. So there is that. But like JJ McCarthy, I mean, hadn't probably not a great day in a way, and still completed 65% of his pass, 24 for 37, 335 yards. Three sacks really kind of you know, mess things up to some degree. Obviously there was some drops. There were some bad passes. It, it just felt like it was like a game that like at first, like everyone got up for, and then for some reason the air uh, got let out of the tire and then eventually they reinflated it enough and everything was good. But the run game, not really working that well. They ran 34 times. If you count the sacks essentially, uh, and they passed the ball 37 times. This is certainly a diametrically opposed Michigan offense from kind of what we were expecting. Uh, I mean, when I say what we were expecting, I mean what you would have expected kind of given what Michigan was last year, uh, but kind of closer to what they've discussed kind of in the offseason in terms of being a little bit more balanced, having pass-heavy games. Teams certainly... Uh, seemed like they want to stop the run, so Michigan is willing to oblige them with J.J. McCarthy, right? Uh, that said, I, to some degree, I'm not concerned. Ryan Walters, I think, did a pretty good job. I mean, even even though Blake Corum was kind of starting to get in rhythm, he had a big run against Illinois last year. Uh, he got hurt, obviously, on a big play. Uh, he had some kind of bigger moments, but then uh, it didn't really feel like Michigan really had any kind of rhythm uh, running the ball for the most part against Illinois. Uh, when he was the defensive coordinator. So I expected him to kind of have some answers, and he did, it seemed. Uh, it does seem like, again, Michigan's running backs, for whatever reason, they're just not breaking those tackles. We had Max Chadwick from PFF on the show some time ago, and uh, and he had said, uh, no, it wasn't Max Chadwick. It was um, Trevor Sikama. And he, he had Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards were like two of the best guys when it came to breaking tackles. And you're just seeing like some shoestring tackles that you used to never see. You know, there was Donovan got tripped up on one where it was like the same 
it wasn't the same play, right? But it was like same like down distance, like place on the field as his touchdown against Purdue last year. He just you know Jim Harbaugh says hey they're running hard, yeah, but they're they they just are getting tackled so much easier for whatever reason. So I'm curious to see if that changes because we've got nine games down, right? So it just seems like that would change at some point, but it it clearly hasn't. But uh, defense. I think the defense obviously did really, really well. Uh, the, the touchdown at the end is disappointing. Purdue scored more against Michigan than any other team. No team is yet to have a go to goal to go, but they got down in the red zone a couple of times. Obviously, one of them was because Michigan went for it on fourth and like a foot and somehow didn't convert with Kalal Mullings. That's disappointing. But defensively overall, I mean, it, it was mostly pretty solid. Only one sack overall. Uh, which, but that doesn't tell the story because there was such so much pressure constantly on Hudson Card. It, it really forced him into some erroneous uh, plays as well. So uh, Tyrone Tracy was their best running back with 61 yards. Evan Mockaby had 38, and uh, Hudson Card rushed for 26 overall. Uh, but he went 12 for 28 for 144 yards. Uh, obviously, had the play that was um, the one play that ended up being pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm kind of curious if you look at uh, I want to look at what Hudson Card, uh, what what he has done this year. I would imagine this is one of his worst performances. I mean, because every time that I'm doing my Big Ten power rankings, it's usually that Purdue is not losing because Hudson Card. Hudson Card has generally been pretty good. Uh, I mean, he throws just shy of fifty, uh, sorry, sixty percent uh, on the season. Uh, he's got 17, 17 yards. It's not like a huge number, but it, it is kind of surprising. Um, so I, I am wrong. I am incorrect. This was not like his worst performance. He did not play well against Ohio State or Nebraska each of the last two games, but every game before that was really good. 254, 248, 323, 202. I say really good. I mean, like there were some games like the this Wisconsin 202 had two, two, two interceptions. Against Iowa, he had one touchdown to two interceptions, but threw for 247 yards. Uh, but uh, against Ohio State and Nebraska, not good at all. Uh, so I guess we're not looking necessarily at like a like a low. I mean, he's he's higher against Michigan than he did against uh, Ohio State or um, uh, or Nebraska, of course. But at the same time, I mean that it's it's still a really good performance. Um. They rushed for, like I said, 125 yards. It's about what they rushed for against Ohio State. So Ohio State clamped down a little bit more in their 41-7 win. Michigan uh, let them do a little bit more. But, I mean, I'm still really would think that you should be very happy with what the defense is. So that's how we figure things out through the box score at 3-something a.m. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that that's my thoughts on the game. Um uh, so let, let's pivot back to the uh, norm. Obviously, normally we would kind of go more into the uh, the investigation and all of that kind of stuff. But um, I wanted to get into the game and just kind of get through my initial thoughts out there. So that's where we're at. We're going to continue on in just a moment. We're, we'll get back into the investigation. But first, it is Sunday. So it is time for you to sit down, hopefully after church, and sit there. and. Take in everything the NFL has to offer. And you can score early this NFL season. I mean, we're, we're getting into the nitty-gritty, but you can get into it even more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. $5 money line bet. Pick your team. They win. You get $150 back in bonus bets. So have a little fun. See your team win. Get some more uh, money back and bet some more. That's how much fun that is. I mean, it's just absolutely wonderful promotion here. Uh, they've got overs, unders. They've got spreads. They've got player props. They, they've got everything that you could want in a uh, in a service of such. Plus, they pay you instantly. Easy withdrawals is so amazing. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Part of me wonders if uh, Pac-12 is still going. I'm sure it's not at this point. <laughs> so, it is, it is very late. It's very late. Uh, nonetheless, that means a lot of you will be watching this on Sunday. And uh, I, if just everything... Again, I don't know what the it is. I just know that it should be happening soon. So, I just want you to keep your eyes peeled. Um... I think, though, like my thoughts on all of this, right? It, it's great to see that Michigan is pushing back. Santa Ono got such an ovation at the game this evening. Uh, I mean, he is just already so beloved. Uh, I, I've met the man, and I think he is absolutely wonderful. Had some had a really good conversation with him back at the, uh, the golf outing uh, right before fall camp. Just, I just think that he is the right man to be leading Michigan in this time, right? He is not backing down to the Big Ten and it's, uh, or the NCAA, right? Like the NCAA didn't really feel like it was like, you know, they, it was like, well, we're coming to town, just we're going to start kind of doing our preliminary thing. What the Big Ten is doing is just crazy, right? Like I've talked over and over about a political hit job. I'll kind of give you a little bit more thoughts, nuance into that right now in the sense of the whole kind of purpose of the way this is going is to kind of get you get this point where you've got like that concerted effort of what happened on Wednesday of all the ESPN people saying like Michigan must be punished, right? It came out of almost nowhere because like you had some like Paul Feinbaum that were like, oh, you know what? It's, I think this is just the NCAA after Jim Harbaugh. Like nothing was like materially different than when he said that. At that time, right? There was nothing like, like big bombshell or anything like that. So, so like you, you had so many people that were kind of just completely flipped their lid and started to be like, Michigan must be punished. Michigan must be punished. Michigan must be punished. And then suddenly, and maybe they were seething behind closed doors, but it just, I think that the way that everything is framed and the fact, like I've said last week, this whole idea of a vested interest, right? No one in the Big Ten wants Michigan to win. There's one team that benefits the the most, the most from Michigan not having Jim Harbaugh and or, you know, being, you know, this isn't on the table, I believe, but being disqualified from the Big Ten uh, championship game. And it just seemed like it, like almost like all of these uh, people, all of these institutions got whipped into a frenzy because again, like I've told you, they might not be might not have been doing the exact same thing, but they were very active in sign stealing. Uh, but Isaiah, yeah, this isn't for sign stealing. The rival fans would say it's for 
the methodology of stealing said signs. And it is something that the NCAA had determined essentially not of a material benefit in 2021. Uh, and at, at the same time, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of different things that it were, you know, that I, I, I'm kind of losing my train here, but it's, if it's not a, like a material benefit in the eyes of the NCAA, if it's essentially you can sit there with a cell phone camera. And again, I'm, I, I am justifying it. I would say that, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, you now you're going to justify it. Well, yes, I am going to justify it. It's absolutely absurd. You could have gone to Michigan's game today, pointed a camera at either team's sideline, upload it to YouTube. It doesn't make it any different, right? Like it, this is a public place. It's, it's on display. It's not like, you know, there's literally 110,000 people in this stadium and you're going to, you're going to tell someone that wants to scout Purdue or Michigan that they can't pull pull out their cell phone like a normal fan and, and do it. It's just, it's absurd when you really get to the face of it. So anyway, back to the whole, uh, political thing, just kind of trying to expound on this. The whole thing is to whip, whip people into a frenzy and they have done an amazing job at that. I do not believe that the Big Ten coaches or athletic directors are really feeling quite as frenzied as they might lead on. Just kind of based off of some things I know about some of these teams, right? Like, I've heard for years that, and you all ended up witnessing it in 2018 and 19. I've talked about it ad nauseum since 2019. That Ryan Day is a voracious sign stealer. Like he he was kind of known as like the best. I had heard that Jim Knowles, who came from Oklahoma State in his time at Oklahoma State, I don't know about Ohio State. I don't. But in his time at Oklahoma State, he was known as being like the best, having the best defensive sign stealer with the Cowboys under Mike Gundy. Okay. And yet, like for all of the jump to conclusions mats that have been out about like who knew what and didn't know what. And again, I'm here to tell you that Jim Harbaugh to from everything that I've heard from multiple sources did not know about this, that nor did the assistant coaches that Connor Stallions was the head of the snake. And you know, you cut the head of the snake to grow back in its place. No, sorry. No, this is not Hydra. It is a situation. Um, well, let's let's backtrack. Let's get back on train because we're running out of time here. It, it is that late. So uh, the whole point is to whip everyone into a frenzy. That's that's the point of the political hit hit job, essentially. Whip everyone into a frenzy and then go after Jim Harbaugh. Well, everyone was whipped into a frenzy, but the the how does that work? Well, it's because you say we need to skip due process. We need to skip some of these uh some of these things that we would normally go through an investigation you know we don't need an investigation we've got everything we need because everyone's angry that's what Joel Klatt said that's what Santa Ono said it is time that Michigan pushes back it's going to i almost can't believe i'm saying that considering the Michigan that i have lived my entire life watching not going to sit there and be bullied I know there's people that are saying, but you're the one who's bullying. No, Michigan's the ones being bullied in this situation. Even 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 though you're like, what well, they must be punished. Well, yeah, but you need to let the investigation play out, and then if it is deemed that Michigan did 
all the scary bad things that you think of, and they are indeed against the rules. And I'm here to tell you that the things that you think are against the rules are a gray area and very well could be not against the rules based off of everything. Well, Michigan's either going to be punished or it's not. That's the, how an investigation works. You've seen a lot of other teams do a lot of really bad stuff that is really, you know, you've seen Kansas basketball with FBI wiretaps and all these things. Had them dead to rights, barely punished. Right? For, for all of the recruiting things that have been out there, the bag man stuff, like you don't think that's cheating? Being able to pre-NIL go out there and just buy the best players? Like, you know, that, that kid was wanting to go to this school, but you know what? He, he's not going to turn down that bag of cash to come to your school. That's not cheating? Okay. All right. It's college football. It just is. All right. We're going to continue on. Who knows when? Might be later again today. After a sleep and some news comes out. Might be Monday. It'll be one of the two. We'll be back then. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.